in a world where... Nah, this ain't that kind of podcast. Let's be honest, the world doesn't need another podcast where we ask the same old questions to the same successful people. You're listening to the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. Grab a seat at the table as Nev and his guests dig into the challenges that successful agencies and freelancers have overcome to achieve their success. There's no script, and Nev's insatiable curiosity and ADD can take the conversation anywhere. So let's get real and have some honest talk, lots of laughs, and some helpful insights into what it really takes to create more profit and impact in your business. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Profit and Impact Podcast. This is going to be a show with me. So I'm going to talk to you about something that just happened to me. Um, I, as some of you know, I was really sick for about a year. Really sick. Still not out of the woods, but I have a solution. I have a cure pending. A cure, believe it or not. Um, I went to the Mayo Clinic, which for those who don't know, it's a very um, well-respected, uh, one of the best hospitals in the world, and it's in Rochester, Minnesota, of all places. It's the, the hospital is the only thing that basically was in the city. <laughs> and it wouldn't be a Rochester, Minnesota without the Mayo Clinic. Anyways, though, but, and it got me thinking, it's, it's a non-profit, but as a hospital, but it, it got me thinking about being charitable, okay? And charity. Charitable charity. All right. Now, I think that the purpose of being in business is not to be uh, a charity, is not not to think of yourself as a charity or a nonprofit or something like that, but that business allows you to be charitable. So when you're profitable, you could be charitable. When you're trying to just give give a lot away and everything like that. And you've heard me talk about this uh, a lot before. It really blunts your impact because, and, and then people don't appre- end up appreciating because they don't realize what you're giving them. That's a whole nother subject. But, so let's see. <laughs> That's Nev getting off on one of his uh, ADD uh, type brands. So I'm going to focus now, focus. So when people think about this kind of thing though, they they think they want to make a difference. They want to make an impact. They want to be able to care more for the people in their lives, the clients in their life, their team. They want to provide more, you know, and they want to do work that matters. So to do that, they default to being a charity. And I just said that that's not really the best way. It's a noble thing. It's a noble ambition but it's a little bit misguided, and I'm going to show you why. Don't turn off the podcast now. You're, 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 you're going to want to hear this. <laughs> so um, but first, I want to break down to you the landscape that exists in, in the world of charities. So um, to quote an old Western movie, you have the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right? The good are the charities that they're really going out there, and they're killing it with their mission. They're doing really great things. All right? The bad are the charities that they might be doing. They might even be doing some good things. They not might not be complete scams. They might be doing some good things, but you know most of their money is going 
for retreats for the uh, corporate staff in the south of France, private planes, like $100 meals, you know, thousands of dollars uh, on a bottle of wine, you know, the, those kind of bad charities. They're not really well run in that aspect. But the vast, vast majority of charities out there are the ugly. Okay, what's an ugly charity, Nev? Well, I shall tell you. Um, an ugly charity is a charity that, you know, in would be a, could be, let's say, could be a good charity, but they just don't have any money. They, they, they never, they're, they're ne they might have a really good mission and, and everything that are a really good cause, but they just don't, you know, they never make an impact. They never do anything because they don't have the money to be able to do that. All right. See, what people don't get about what makes a very successful charity is the person running the charity, especially when it's small, is a really good fundraiser. All right. It's, you know, you might be, you might have a really good mission that you're doing really good things, things for, but to be able to do that, you know, you have to spend a lot of your time fundraising, a lot of your time fundraising to be able to do the stuff that's the mission of your charity. All right. So, um, and so if you're thinking, I want to start a charity because I, I, I want to, you know, make the difference, make an impact. I want to just really show how much I care and do some work that matters there. You know, you better be really good at fundraising. And if you thought that selling something to somebody that, you know, to a business that needs it and they're going to get a return on investment, they're going to make money off of what you're selling them. If you thought that was hard, try convincing somebody to give you money just for the way it's going to make them feel to give you that money. That, my friend, is super hard. And it takes a very talented and special person to be good at that kind of thing. All right. So then what you need is people who give that money and they're called philanthropists. You know, I'm sure, you know, most of you are familiar with that word. A philanthropist is somebody that gives, you know, normally a lot of money to charities, supports, you know, either one or multiple charities missions. All right. So when you want to make that difference and make that impact, you know, from, you know, it's either be a charity or be charitable, be the fundraiser or be the philanthropist. Okay. So to be a philanthropist, so you're like, oh, that's, that sounds like a much better thing because I don't know if I'd be that good of a fundraiser, you know, though. But the one thing that philanthropists have in common is they all have a very profitable business and that's where they get their money. Now, there's some inherited money, but, you know, at one point somebody in, in that family had a really profitable business and that's why you got that money to be inherited. All right. So because what philanthropists, ooh, that word gets a little tricky after a while. What philanthropists have discovered is the best use of their time is where their talent lies. You know, and 90%, 99% of the time, it's not in fundraising. So they're like, I'm just going to be really kick ass at what I do well. And that is philanthropy. I mean, that is running the business. All right. So what they do then is they go really, really hard to make their business as profitable as they can. 
And that allows them to have the money to give to the charity to make an impact. Okay, then the person good at fundraising, they have the money for that because that, you know, that is their mindset. That's what they want to do. All right. So we've laid out the groundwork. If you want, if you're looking to make a difference, if you're looking to make an impact, don't look to start a charity necessarily. Look to be charitable. And the best way to be charitable is to be profitable. All right. Now, I mentioned the Mayo Clinic at the beginning. And this is why this all got me thinking when I was sitting at all these doctor's appointments and, and waiting for tests and stuff like that is, and, you know, I kind of geeked out on the history of the Mayo Clinic. And there's not much to do in Rochester, and I'm kind of a history nerd. So anyway, so, so I geeked out on this kind of stuff. And what they, um, the two brothers found at the Mayo Clinic, and longer story, but I'm not going to get into that. So what they did, though, is they had this really successful medical practice. It wasn't called the Mayo Clinic yet. They had this really successful medical practice, and they would, one of them would always be traveling the world, almost always be traveling the world, where the other was staying home doing the doctor's work, learning new medical practices, going all the way around the world, because Europe, at the turn of the 1900s, they were, you know, um, they had the cutting edge in medical practices. They'd always be in Europe. Well, they were going to, in the 1900s, they were going to New Zealand and Australia, and and South America, all these places to just observe what doctors from all these different countries all in the far reaches of the world were doing to help people. And they would come back and they would implement that kind of stuff in their practice. And they became world renowned for this. And the word Mayo Clinic came about because people would always say, go to the Mayo's Clinic. So that kind of stuck and we got the name Mayo Clinic. So, yes, that's probably an aside, but, you know, I found that interesting. You might be bored to death. But, all right. So, and they did this, and they built this world-class, you know, medical practice. They had a couple partners that did a lot of great things, too. And, um, but what they wanted to do then, because one of the brothers got sick around 1918, and so they decided that they would take most of their money. Okay, their whole practice, very, very profitable practice, and all their personal wealth, almost all their personal wealth, and put it in a foundation called, that started what we now know as the Mayo Clinic. So, the Mayo Clinic, like I said in the beginning, it's, it's a non-profit, it's a hospital system, it's, there, it's not a, you know, it's, it's, Minnesota's Minneapolis is like 80 miles north it's it's that area's hospital system just like like in Pittsburgh we have UPMC University of Pittsburgh Medical Center and everything like that that's you know our big hospital system and that's their hospital so you go there insurance everything like that but so it's a nonprofit but how it became about was because for 40 years the brothers you know, created this extremely profitable and successful medical practice. And they were able to do that because they made, they made enough money to travel the world and learn things, bring them back, implement them, world-class care there. They created the Mayo Clinic, all right? And then further along the lines, and that happened in 1918, so let's fast forward to the early 70s. Well, 
they had um there was a saint mary's hospital that is one of the hospitals that the brothers would do their they were the doctors there and they would do their surgeries there but they were two kind of separate entities but they were uh run kind of together it's it's a much more longer story if you could follow me on that one and then the the so saint mary's hospital donated well they sold to the mayo clinic their whole big hospital system and their whole big hospital for a dollar to the mayo clinic so and that was because you had two very profitable very impactful organizations came together you know and so the whole thing started and that's really what you know helped explode you know that into a whole another class of care but what all came together was because you had a really profitable company and the people that were really good at being doctors they were do they stayed doctors and then they just created this um world-class clinic and that is my story for today that was the profit and impact podcast with nev harris for a full recap of this show or for more info on making more profit and impact with your agency or freelance business visit nevharris.com if you liked this episode, show us some love. Give us a rating and comment over on iTunes and help Nev get the message out to more agency owners and freelancers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.